everybody. Welcome to my podcast. Once again, I'm honored that you have me in your ears. It's very special that you're listening to my podcast. There's so many out there, so I really do appreciate it. And I want you to know that. I have a great guest on today, someone who I've personally been working with. He is the chief influence officer for a company called Influx, and they help to build these amazing websites. Either they will build it for you or they have this incredible program this DIY program, and it's one that I'm currently going through. So this is a firsthand experience, and Mike's got a wealth of knowledge, so I wanted to bring him on because I think just listening to what he has to say is going to prompt you to think about your own website or think if you're actually gonna create one on your own or you need help to have a company like his do it for you. Mike Budney. Mike, thanks so much for doing this, especially after the two hours we just spent together. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. My pleasure. Uh, I appreciate it very much. Yeah. So what I like to do is I like to frame out sort of where you started to get your experience, to sort of lay the foundation of your experience and how you landed at Influx where you are now. Sure, sure. Okay, so I... um. I, you know, I grew up in the Midwest, uh, north, uh, Northwest Indiana. Now we're east of Chicago. Uh, blue collar worker family. Uh, my dad uh, at the steel mill. My mom cut hair. And I always grew up knowing that I would be an entrepreneur, a businessman of sorts. Even though I didn't know what that meant, um, I, I just I had a vision for myself where I was doing business, whatever that meant. Um, fast forward, I'm at Purdue University. Um, starting my first year on track to, to go down the MBA route to kind of fulfill on this early vision as a child. And I'm deeply depressed and I am just, I'm miserable. Um, and what it, the realization that I have is like, oh yeah, the, this route that's been prescribed for me is not something that I can envision doing. Like, I just can't, like, I can't stomach doing four to six years of, of whatever this is. I've got to just like, there was something in me that was just calling me to, abandon ship and start doing the work. So for me, there's like, I've always had this feeling of like, yeah, I can't learn something without doing it. So if I'm not doing it, I'm not learning it. And that to me was something that I don't know where I, where I was picking that up from, but it was something super important to me. And what I ended up doing was I, I left school, but before I left school, I did the most important thing that I to date will have ever have done is I took out a loan and then I left school. So I used this loan, <laughs> this federal grant from the, from the government. And that grant was how I started my first business, how I first got started. So without that, I don't know how I, I wouldn't have been able to do the things that I did. And what I ended up doing was I took that money and I started uh, working within a business. And, and, and uh, uh, what I, I cut my teeth doing cold calling and sales. Um, and I did thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of just calling the worst leads you could possibly imagine and doing sales. And while I was doing that, I was also seeking coaches, people to mentor me, to like to learn to, ex to accelerate my, this, this process. And I stumbled across somebody living in California who's an exceptional uh, speaker, uh, author, coach, in, uh, kind of a big fish in a small pond, so to speak. And he took a liking to me through our coaching. And he said, hey, you know what? Drop what you're doing. Come out, move to California, mentor with me, run my, you know, help me run my business, and you can learn everything you want and more. 
And that to me was like the ticket that I was looking for. Cause to me, I was just like, I, I want to mentor. I want to do the work and I want to, I want to get behind and understand how business is done. And that was my ticket in. So 19 years old, I moved cross country to California and I got my start uh, within three and a half years of working within that organization, doing everything from back of the room sales to um, as executive assistant to picking up his mail and delivering his coffee to him every morning and walking his dogs. I mean, I was willing and hungry to do anything I, I could. And that was exactly the environment where, where I, I really got my, I cut my teeth and I got my real experience in. Uh, three and a half years of doing that, I started, I started a lead co- a business, uh, of online, gener- uh, online lead gen company and a direct mail postcard company in-house where I actually printed postcards and, fulfill- and dropped them off and fulfilled on that. So I started those two businesses uh, within like kind of mentorship and tutelage of this entrepreneur here in ca- California. And that was my start. Um, that pro- th- those businesses were very profitable. I had equity in those. I, within about that three and a half year period, I left him and continued my journey, my entrepreneurial journey, um, you know, in a number of ways. I, I moved, I ended up, ended up relocating to Houston and working behind uh, the scenes of a, of a newly formed direct sales company and helped them scale from like 1.5 to 35 million ish in a, in a few years. Wow. And that, yeah, that gave me a level of experience and hands-on like doing the work and like going through the growing pains of scaling a business. And that opened up doors for me. And then from there, I, I, I started a software company in California, a SaaS, which failed miserably. <laughs> and, uh, and I got my, uh, and that was a realization where I, I got my, where I, I had experience doing marketing online, offline, but in that business, I actually realized that I wasn't as good as I thought I was. And that was in 2011. You know, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I'm sitting in my computer in my, in my really tiny uh, apartment in Carlsbad, California. And, you know, I'm like five minutes away from the beach. I've got my new, my new son here now. His name's Cody. And, and it, things are tough. Like, I, I don't know how I'm going to make it day in, day out. Like, every day is tough. I don't know where I'm going to get gas for my car to get to the grocery, much less have money to buy groceries. Like, it was tough. I'm sitting in front of my computer and I hear a noise backing up into my carport and my dog's barking. And uh, I look at the peephole through my car and my car starts to go eh, 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 like someone's like uh, no. breaking into my car. So I look through my, the peephole in my door and my car is getting repossessed. <laughs> at this moment, this is like a low, this is my low moment, right? I, I, at this moment, I kind of like, I broke down and my, at this point, my wife had never seen me cry. I was in, I was just like, I was, I couldn't even answer the door. I couldn't give, I couldn't give the guy my keys. I couldn't like, I just like, I just, I blanked. I just, and, and that moment was the moment that I realized like, uh, you know what, if I'm going to go all in and not be putting myself in, in this position ever again, I'm going to have to take marketing and how I do this at a, a whole nother level. And that's 2011, right? So I made a commitment to myself then going through the ups and the downs that I was going to own and kind of claim doing this work because I couldn't do it for the software company. And we went under as a result of that. And I kind of owned that. And that was that moment set me forward on almost everything else that I've done since. So I found my way into doing a lot of consulting at that point, online um, launches, seven figure launches. I was even doing, uh, I've done multiple, I've done multiple eight figure launches for businesses. I took it super seriously getting in, managing marketing, managing and running launches, direct response, marketing, advertising, you name it, I got really serious about it and started to measure it, optimize it, 
scale it. And that was that, that, but it wouldn't happen if I didn't go through those low moments. Yeah. And then future forward, I, 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 I came across Dimitri and his then partner, James, who were running a company called vision tech team. And I would, they brought me in to be their lead strategist and also do sales for them to bring in their, their biggest clients. And they were working with people like Frank Kern, Mike Dillard. They were already working with them before I came in. And uh, as a byproduct of the work that we were doing from a design and development, you know, we were building all their funnels and managing all their work. And, you know, we're doing $20,000 a month retainers. Like we don't work with anybody that isn't at that level. So we were, we were having all this great work, all these great clients. And as a byproduct of what we were doing, they were asking us to build their websites. Uh, and, and what happened was we were building a portfolio with unintentionally. Dimitri and I had been speaking about wanting to go further. Like, hey, let's make this a business. And that was that, those initial conversations were, were the early stages of what Influx was going to be. We didn't know it at the time. And we, you know, that's, that's, where, that's where it all kind of started. I, I co-founded uh, Influx with Dimitri. And we, you know, we had a really big launch, but we were able to leverage the people that we had been doing the work for. And that, that kind of put us, you know, in the place that we're in today. So, wow. So you became a student of marketing, right? And you did it through not only the, the day-to-day work and really analyzing what works and what doesn't and improving on those skills. Did you also seek outside learning in some way? Was it, I mean, did you learn from some of these people you were working with? Yeah, it's a good question. So I, you know, I, I had this level of like, I know it, but I, you know, how much do I know it? You know, like I could talk, you know, like what I, what I run across is people that can talk marketing and use the lingo in the vernacular, but they may not have the experience actually pulling the trigger and doing the thing to get the result. You know, they don't, they, they can talk about ad campaigns, but they've never actually launched and managed $150,000 a month ad spend. So it's in the doing, for me, it was in like, what I realized is, I wasn't, I didn't want to consume someone's content as much as I wanted to work on somebody's business that was of a high enough level to where I could, like, I could do those things and have those experiences. So what I, I got lucky enough and I got introduced to a, a, a guy, uh, his name is Ted McGrath through a fr- through another friend of mine. And Ted was, uh, was growing his online business quite well at the time, but he needed a marketing manager. So I came in and said like, Hey, Ted, you know, I can be your marketing manager. I can, like, I know this stuff. There's some things I haven't done before, but I can learn them and I will with you and we'll figure it out together. But, you know, like I kind of came in and pitched myself to Ted and he took a chance on me because I didn't have the experience of actually doing a lot of things that he wanted to do. And he, I got gifted the opportunity of the lessons through the doing of the work with him. Mm-hmm. And, and that was that, that and other experiences like that were like, it wasn't as much as consuming content or learning as much as it was putting myself in a position to have to do the thing to get the result, to, to prove to myself that I could do it, but also to have the experience. And like, when you've done a thing enough, you know it so well mm-hmm. that then you can innovate, you can expand on it, you can break convention, you can do whatever. But, but like, I can't, like for me, I can't do that from a, a classroom setting or from like a learning or being taught perspective. Like I have to do the thing myself. Yeah. So what I learned early on was I have to put myself always in a position to be doing the work. And what I always looked for was opportunities for leverage in getting that. Like, can I work with somebody that needed, that needed somebody like me and, could, and would be willing to take a bet, a, a bet or a shot on me? And I just got lucky enough to find somebody that had a, the, the right business at the right time for me to do a lot of that work, run his first seven-figure launch, and, and like catapult him into some, some good positions. But he was, he was a brilliant marketer too. So I learned a lot from him. 
And a lot of the people that I've ever worked with and collaborated with from any position implementation or whatever that I've done has been a teacher and a mentor of me of sorts too, you know? So I've yeah. always, I've always looked to be around somebody that like, could push me and I could learn from in that way. So. Yeah, that's a hell of a launch pad because you know, I've seen his work and, and the fact that you were surrounded by that as, as an early marketing yeah. expert, that's insane. You know, that's like somebody saying they want to be a speaker and they, they start working with Tony Robbins. Out of right. You know, <laughs> yeah. But when you know you want to do something bad enough, a lot yeah. of times you, you find a way to a door opens, you know, yeah. I, I believe. And the doors have always like, I've, I have done one thing. I followed my heart for almost all of this stuff. And I just, I'm always surprised by what happens, but it's, I'm, I feel very blessed because I feel like there's always a reward behind trusting myself enough to just, you know, to, to change it up or to put myself in a position to, to, to stretch myself to learn. Yeah. And I think that's why you are so good at what you do. And I can tell when we're going through these, these DIY sessions that we're working together on with all the other people that are part of it, the passion and I know you just want to yell out to us, all of us and say, just go do that. Like it's, it's what you yeah. don't, you know, listen to your heart. Don't let your mind, you know, like a negative mindset get in the way of you pursuing what you want to do. And, and I can see that, you know, it's like, it comes through when we're in those conversations. So it's very cool. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. It's been quite a journey. Yeah, I'm sure. So I have to ask this question, even though we're going to go yeah. just back a hair, I have to ask yeah. it because I, I need to know the answer. When yeah. you said at, 19 that you did, you weren't going to stay at Purdue. How was that conversation with your parents? Great question. My parents were surprised and shocked, but they were, have always been very supportive of me. So I, uh, I'm, I, when I say I'm blessed, I mean, in so many ways, like I have a, I have a supportive family. They've always been there for me. They've always had my back. They haven't always agreed with the decisions that I've made, but they, 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 they have my, my immediate parents uh, have done a good job of not trying to make that known to me or as known, but they also know what they're dealing with with me. Like I'm a strong personality. When I set my mind to something or, or, or aim in a certain direction, I've always been this way. Like they, it just like, I, I, I'm stubborn. So I think they knew that too about me and they're just loving, caring human beings. They're my, they're my heroes. Yeah. Um, and I've just been blessed to have them in my life in that way. But yeah, they were, they were uh, supportive enough um, although they were quite shocked and not necessarily happy with the decision I was making. And how long were you at Purdue before you actually left? I stayed for, I had like a semester of credit before I came in. Um, and then I, uh, I stayed for about a, uh, maybe a semester and a half or so. I did not stay long. Like I, the, the, like I got moved in and the depression was like, pfft, like hit really? me like a wall. Like a, wow. Yeah, I mean, immediately there was something off and wrong. And I didn't understand it at first. And then I sat with it long enough and was just like, no, 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 no. Like I got to, I just knew in my bones, man. That's very cool. I mean, yeah, I had that same conversation. Nate Morton, who's the drummer for The Voice, oh, uh, nice. we're friends. And he was on, we did a, a podcast interview. It actually went two nice. hours long. So I had to split it. But he went to engineering school. And then he called his dad one day and said, dad, I just want to play drums for a living. And his father said, mm. then go do it. And it was, you know. Yeah. So it's nice to hear those stories. Not like, you know, it took years yeah. for you to like repair your relationship with your parents because you destroyed them when you wanted to go to college. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, I, that it, it is, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what, if I, I don't know if I would have been able to make the decision or been able to do the thing without knowing that like my parents would always support me no matter what I did. 
Um, that, that is an interesting actually view. Um, I don't know how that would have impacted me. It, it probably would have been quite impactful for me if they, if I didn't have that, that underlying blessing that they always have of like, you know what, you're going to do you, we are always going to support you. Yeah. So that's awesome. So then what also you said was very interesting to me was when you did hook up with Dimitri. Mm -hmm. So he, it was a marketing company. It was not a web development company. Is that true? Yeah. Well, you know, we, we did web development, but not necessarily like we were more or less, we were more or less, you would, if you had a tech challenge, we were, we were that we were a tech and design team. So we weren't like, we weren't building sites as much as we were like fixing hosting issues. We were working on uh, scalability server issues. Like we were working with, with clients that had so much traffic that if their hosting setup wasn't pro properly dialed in, their site could go down for several hours and then their site down for several hours during a launch could be millions of dollars of revenue lost. Like those are the type of challenges that we were facing in addition to like beautiful design, positioning, branding type of design uh, that we were helping them kind of flesh out with their, with their own express, exp unique expression, their unique brand in the marketplace. Yep. And was it also e-commerce type stuff too on some of these sites? E-commerce, but mainly um, premium, high ticket, uh, coaching, consulting, mentorship, uh, network, like a uh, mastermind mm -hmm. style groups, you know, like we do, we do deal in e-commerce, but mainly, uh, people that are doing more service-based deliverables that are more premium or, or, or could be positioned as, as really high-end premium deliverables. Got it. Cool. Yeah. So then between you and Dimitri, you started Influx. Yeah. When was that started? When was that the official Started. Yeah. Um, that was about like, you know, I don't even know the exact date in, I want to say it's about three, three and a half years ago, but the exact date that we started it, I'd have to, that's a good question. I'd have to look <laughs> back. I'm not exactly sure uh, when we, it would have, it was towards the tail end of, of, of maybe 2016 or maybe early 2017. My memory's really fuzzy on that. So no, I uh, okay. don't hold me to that. No, that's okay. So was it just the two of you? Well, we, you know, at the time we, we were, we were, we were vision tech team and we were spinning off a new company. So we had a, we had a development team that was building what the initial vision of Influx was not what you see today. It was Dimitri's, Dimitri's end vision was like to democratize personal brand sites so that, so that we could help the web as a whole, like anybody who wanted a personal brand site could work with us or work within our platform. We were building a software app to make it easy to build a really high-end, beautiful personal brand site for yourself very affordably. That was initially the goal. And we had a team of developers working on this nine months in to working on this idea. I checked in and I was like, hey guys, how's it going? Where are we at? Like, we've been talking about this thing. But for me, you know, I've never been somebody who's good at talking about something. Like, I'm like, a, like let's find what the first step is and let's start doing that thing and show, have something to show for it. So for me, when I walk, when I talk to somebody who's like building something, but doesn't have anything to show for or whatever, I'm always get antsy. And I'm like, Hey, let's let, what's the, you know, what's the MVP here? Like what's the minimum viable product that we can get the market to. And that we just didn't have anything to show for it. So what I did was I, I took a pivot on that. I was like, guys, no, 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 this is what we need to do. I'm like we already have a, like the start of a portfolio, which we can leverage with names that are recognizable in our industry. What we need is a bigger portfolio 
to get us kickstarted. And then we can really put our stake in the ground for being a company that builds personal company and product brand sites. But we need, we need a bit of a, a body of work here. So I put out a really crazy irresistible offer where we were building personal brand sites for $5,000 a pop just to get started sure. and to get to really expand our name and our presence. And we sold out like 25, 30 sites like instantly. And that was the basis for Influx really starting. And from there, we went from a $5,000 site to $7,500 to $15,000 to $21,000 to $28,000 to $36,000 to $33,000 to $66,000, which is what we charge today. And for our premium high-end VIP work. And we, we get full price on all of that. And the way we do it is we become the trusted team that gets that gets them, that gets the category king or queen of their space. Yeah. Um, and, and there's, that's, but it was hard earned through not knowing really what we were doing, coming to it by accident even really. And then just putting out a body of work where we were figuring it out and building it up, you know, one site at a time, really. Yeah. So it's really interesting when I came through to Influx through Mike Dillard, yeah. You know, I've been a fan listening to his podcast and I belong to Revenue. We love and, Mike. Yeah, He's and, one of probably the biggest catalysts for Influx as a business. That's awesome. Could be Mike Dillard. That's awesome. Yeah. And I just like how real he is. If you don't yeah. there's, there's so many people in that space that do not have the authentic feel that he does. And, and yeah. I kind of pride myself on being able to spot that. You know, yeah. so it's the same yeah. with you guys. You guys are over delivering every time we, you know, on our weekly call and all of, all of the materials you've given us to do this website on our own. So it's cool yeah. to work in that sort of circle for me. That's, it's exciting. Um, yeah. How did these, this is going to sound really funny, but I'm old enough at one point, and I've been an entrepreneur since the late nineties, I guess it, it was nice. owning software, you know, companies where we would customize off the shelf software, like act and sales logic, like CRM yeah. systems. Yeah. But we, then we also got involved in someone's network because if we were going to install on their network, we had to take over their network kind of thing. That's right. So same thing yeah. with you guys. You, they, it, the business expands without you knowing it for yeah, various right. reasons, right? But right. I actually used to teach classes on how to use a browser. Like when the, <laughs> inter, when the internet started right. at yep. the software company I was at, one before I started mine, we were actually – teaching how to use the internet it was it's just insane to actually say that so um it may not take off but this thing yeah, this yeah. trendy thing called the internet <laughs> right we'll see we'll see if al gore yeah, is we'll right see. but yeah right definitely um, can't do business over it but right, you know right. it's good for other right. things exactly yeah. um websites used to be they used to have a certain look and feel right mm -hmm. you know and yeah. for a very long period so it took a while for them to get to a spot and then when they, when everyone started doing websites, they all looked the same, right? They had their the home page and the about page, like all these different pages. Yep. And then, the, I don't know when this started, and this is sort of the question I'm getting to the long way around is this landing page appearance, right? Or, or I don't even know if that's the right term. So you're you're welcome to correct me, but it's this single page that you can easily navigate to other parts of it, but it's it's very cohesive and it walks you through almost it, it does it in a progressive way where it makes sense to introduce who you are or what you're about or what your products are about 
but then tells like a story from top to bottom. Is that a fair yeah. assessment? Yeah, the narrative, like how you create a narrative. Are you talking about like just how the web is kind of progressed with 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 how we how websites are are positioning themselves now? Exactly. They they like the yeah. old way is <laughs> is gone, and I'm not sure yep. if everybody is aware of the new way. And and you guys are doing the new way, which is super exciting. So yeah, yeah, I I think it's just been a matter of volume of work for us. Like there's uh like we haven't set out to have a templatized approach to what we do, but if you look at our portfolio, there's a standardization of 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 uh across personal brands and even company brands we work on that have a theme to them for sure. And it's I think it's just come to there's a number of things that people are going to that it's going to resonate with people and that's going to work. I mean, there's two major currencies that we deal with online, um, whether you know it or not, or whether you, you are playing to them or not. And the, the first is trust. Do I trust this person, this company, this thing? Are they capable? Are they competent? Can they fulfill on the thing that they're saying? That's one. The second is more vanity to some degree, but it's super important nonetheless. And it's likability. So if I like you and I trust you, the likelihood, the, the ability for me to convert in or do or take an action step or opt in or buy from you is significantly higher than if I haven't checked off those two boxes. As a matter of fact, if I haven't checked off those two boxes, it's unlikely that I'm going to do either anything with you. Yep. Um, and one of the things that we've uncovered is uh, the, the, the greatest bridge to build to be able to, to kind of check off both of those boxes is, or, is your origin story. Is your, is your, because what people want to know is, who you are at your core, why you do what you do and that you're human, that you're real, you know, and right. that they can feel that and resonate with that and relate to that. And if they can, your trust and likability go through the roof. Um, and that was one thing early on that I realized because I valued stories so much, mainly because of one of my business partners that I launched my software company with that I mentioned prior is somebody who was an, a, an expert story coach, Patrick Holmes. Um, I realized that early on I brought, I built him into our work because I valued stories so much. And I also wanted to differentiate who we were and how we were doing it. And I just thought, I looked at what he was doing, the work that he was doing. He would share all the stories he's, with the clients he was working with at the time. And I was like, man, this work needs to see, like this work needs to see the light of day. Mm -hmm. People need to see this. And that, that I think is also big, a big part of, of website narrative is, is, is a transparent telling of who you are and why you do what you do. So I think, but there's been a natural evolution. I think it's just been a matter of time. People figuring out like, oh yeah, this isn't all about me. I'm, this isn't about me being the hero of the narrative. I think there's just been like through time, there's an evolution of that process and things like where you are the guide, the visitor is the hero is becoming more prevalent because people are realizing, you know, like everything's about conversion. Everything's yep. about ROI and time on page and all that stuff. Like they matter. So I think it's been a, I think it's just been a natural evolution of like, you know, there's a pendulum swinging of like people don't know what the internet is and how to act in it. You know, like it literally in that time when you were starting those businesses, I was tinkering with HTML and JavaScript and building really crappy websites myself just cause I, that was, I was just a geeking out on that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I, <laughs> I remember spending hours like getting a, a button to have a scroll over animation and being so proud of myself. Um, but that, you know, that it's been a, quite an evolution. Some people are aware of it and some people aren't. The people that value brand, though, and, and how important their brand is in the world, especially nowadays, especially with COVID and other reasons where we can't do the normal way of business, it's becoming like we're, we're seeing a surge of interest of, of, uh, of high-level uh, high, people that are already the category kings of their space 
wanting to double down on their brand right now of all times because of how important it is. So I think that's, that's just part of that natural evolution, I think. And uh, when you do enough body of work of anything, you naturally start to innovate on it because you figure it out to some degree. Um, and then you try to just keep making optimizations or improvements on that thing. That becomes innovation. Right. So for us, that, that's been built into how we do it because that's, that's the joy for us in the creative work is like, oh man, we're working on this amazing larger than life client. How do we, how do we take liberties here and, and expand on that? And that's how we, that's what, that's what fills up our tank and yeah. gets us excited. Yeah. It's really cool. And, uh, I'm excited. I'm glad I, I did what I did and pulled the trigger and I just, yeah. I have to get caught up. I'm, I'm struggling through like you heard today and struggling through all of this, but it'll, it'll happen. So Let's, You're not alone in that though. You're not like, that's the most right. human thing, literally. Yeah. And, uh, I, the way I always say it is you, you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. Like it's really hard to, to, to develop out our own thing without having a really healthy sounding board or others in our corner yeah. that, that, that we can, we can play off of. So yeah. it's really good that you are in with us to be able to have that because we can, we can do a lot more with you there and you're not alone in it. Yeah. I almost didn't turn on my mic and say anything. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> he's like, no, I really need, I need so glad you did. and Dimitri to hear this because they, yeah. I, I want them to know it's not a lack of effort yeah. or determination. It's just confusion. You know, it's a little bit yeah. of uh, whatever. So. Well, and you and I, you and I can grab, you know, at least a 30, at least a 30 minute session and just yeah. talk through a little bit more strategically uh, what you're doing there. So you can have a little bit clearer part. Yeah. And that's how we love to show up is, um, you know, like you're, you, you're accomplishing your own, right? You've been, you've been a successful entrepreneur doing what you've been doing for quite a while now, but we're all, everybody we deal with, uh, like beginner, intermediate, advanced, we're all evolving consistently. Mm -hmm. Mike Dillard's always changing his copy, updating his work, and that's not going to change. You know, um, the same is going to be true for you too in this. Yep. So having, having a team that, that can help guide you is a huge part. It's the, one of the biggest reasons why people come to us is guidance, direction, and it's not that they couldn't do it for them. Like they could consult somebody else on a lot of the things that we consult people on. It's just, they can't do it for themselves. And that's, that's the thing. And that's why a coach or the right consultant or advisor at the right time can be extraordinarily valuable. Yeah. And I think that's, what's happening for me is, is that, and for, for me and Joellen in this case with, with yeah. this, this new venture and the website, the, the secret sauce with you guys is that, it's not like, you know, just, Hey, you know, create this nice header with the logo and, and make sure the copy looks like whatever it's, you keep pulling out of everyone, tell your story. Yeah. How, you know, like it's, it's more of, it's this, it is like a coaching session, right? You guys are yeah. coaching us to pull out what we want to do, how we want to help the world, what our superpower is telling our story, all of those really cool things. And the website is secondary. It's, it's the actual, yeah. and it's the result of pulling all of this information out of your heart and soul and getting it just physically onto a webpage. But over yeah. time, you talk so much about it and you work so hard on it that in the end, not only are we all going to have really beautiful websites, but we are going to now believe in what we do. And we're going to be able to confidently share with the world what we set out to do. And that's what's yeah. really the end result. And, and, and I'm really, and be able to make it easier for the people that you, you stand to serve the most, make it easy for them to understand like how they can play with you. Like I, a biggest mistake I see most people make with their own, their own site, their own messaging or whatever, or their own positioning is that they just don't give a layup to their avatar. They don't, 
they don't make it screamingly easy for the person that they serve best to immediately understand like, oh, he's talking to me or she's talking to me and I'm the one, like, like there's gotta be this like light bulb that, that immediately goes off in their mind and goes like, oh, this is me. Like, oh, okay. All right. I'm in. Like yeah. there's gotta be that or it's not impactful enough or it's not clear enough or it's not direct enough. And that's the thing that I'm like, those little details are significant when it comes to, you know, everything that we want conversion, you know, in our, and ultimately ROI in this yep. work. Yep. So for me, like in marketing and everything, like I, I, you know, you have to be trained to look at data. You have to be trained to find conversions into, into the, the, that part. You know, but what I love to do more than anything is help people express who they are at their core um, to the person that they stand to serve the most, you know, and that is the hardest thing for most people I think to figure out is how do I, how do I do that? How do I come across in that way? Or how do I say that succinctly? And I think that's the thing that we, if we could help anybody the most with anything, that's, that's typically it. Yeah. And it, and like I said earlier, it, it completely comes out when you're going through this stuff. If there's, you literally have no hesitation when you look at some of the copy or the branding by, or any of the documents we're using, you can immediately see it and you can say a few words and their mind is off and running and, and you've helped them. And it's just, it's, it's, I sit there and I watch it and I'm having a good time just seeing what you're doing for other people. And then it was fun today, finally getting a little yeah. bit of clarity myself. So I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So now let's talk about Influx and really dig a little deeper into yeah. um, what the company is about, what you do at the company versus what Dimitri does, you know, it's, it's yeah. and then just, and I want to know, I, I want to be able to have the listeners know the sites that you've worked on are incredible and the people that you work with are, are amazing. It's like top tier. So, yeah. you know, I'm excited that I get to work with you guys too, even if it's, yeah. you know, I'm doing a portion of, I'm not just handing you guys a check and saying, Hey, let me know what it's done, <laughs> which yeah. would be nice, but yeah. that'll, that'll be well, the next iteration. Yeah. Yeah. We can get you there though. No problem. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Thank you. Um, so the, the question is really, uh, Influx, um, where do you, where do you want me to kind of enter in on this one? You, uh, it's totally up to you. I just, I mean, we've talked in and around all of it because I just yeah. kind of wanted to set the stage, but now I want yeah. to, you know, shed the, the spotlight on yeah. the company, on you, on Dimitri, what you guys are doing. And, awesome. You know. Yeah. So, so Influx is, uh, is two words smashed together. It's influence and expression. So for us, um, we, you know, and this is like super apropos of Dimitri and I's relationship and our partnership is I am the influence. I'm the one who really concerns myself with influence. I'm way more pragmatic and grounded. Um, whereas Dimitri is more creative and more, he's very expressive and extraordinarily good with language and with, with alliteration and just that creative, that creative side. Very, very good with innovating on design, look, feel, and brand. So, and whereas I'm more uh, rooted in direct response marketing, conversions, yeah, but like what's, what's the data telling us? And Dimitri's more like, yeah, but like what if he was able to express himself in this way? This is truly who he is in the marketplace. And together, we, if you combine, you know, like a, a desire for results and conversions with ultimate authentic expression, that's what I love to believe that, that we, we hit at that intersection. And, and we both play off of each other's strengths really well there. 
Um, because I like, there's a lot where like with creative alliteration that like, just, I doesn't, my brain doesn't function that way. And when it comes to, you know, creating an application page that drives high level conversions for a paid application, like I'm your man. So like together we, 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 and we say our tagline is where beauty meets results. So we want to honor both the expression that you have, but we also don't want to overlook you expressing yourself in the audience and the market you stand to serve, just like not getting it, you know? So there's a dance there that has to happen. And Dimitri and I have found our way through that dance. And then we've more recently added in another partner, Jonathan Gray, our creative director, who's absolutely phenomenal. And between the three of us, we just bring a whole nother level of work to the table that we, that we really are excited about evolving even now. Like we're, every project we take on, we're looking to kind of to innovate. With that though, there's three major ways we work with, with anybody. So, and the, the two ways uh, that didn't exist before this, like before we were just a boutique high level premium agency, not cheap and we don't compete on price and we just have high level packages and we either take it or leave it. Beginning of this of 2020 before COVID hit, it was my intention to fully launch a offering that was more down market, that was more accessible, but still high, high level of delivery. We're calling that pro. And that was a $9,000 investment. You write your copy, you fill out your brand document, but we, you get our ACE design team, you get strategy and support from us, and we execute and develop the site for you. That's one of the options uh, that we have now. It's kind of like our middle tier option if we're not going to do a, a complete done for you innovation package. Once we launched that, I was, I was selling that package out and it was really well received. COVID hit and it crickets. Mm -hmm. And to me, Dimitri and I are talking and we're like, man, we want to, we want to continue to offer in, in a, grow our audience, grow our reach and continue to serve a bigger market. And that was really where DIY got inspired because we wanted to make something very accessible, very approachable. And we wanted to be able to just bring in and invite in a lot of other amazing people, just like yourself, Joe, that we wouldn't be able to have a way of having a conversation and engaging and, and, and creating value for. We're still figuring out a lot of what we're doing with DIY. This is only the second, the group that we've, we'll, we will have launched. But you know that, that's, there's three major ways to work with us there. But we, you know, we have something called the brand trinity. So whether people realize it or not, there's three major brands you have, whether you're using them or not is, 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 is a different story. But the three brands you have is you have a personal brand. A lot of people don't have a site for themselves, but you do have a personal brand whether you're using it or not. You, if you have a business, you have a company brand. And then in addition to that, you probably, whether you're using it or not, you have a product brand. So this is the, tri this is the trinity. Um, product, company, personal. Now, you don't have to use or have all three, but each of the three serve a different purpose and drive a different objective. You can use them all three together in this beautiful trinity effect that we're, that we're really now just starting to evolve and flesh out. But it's really powerful when you can have all three working in synergy because you know what, people, what somebody's going to look you up personally is radically different than if somebody's looking at your core offering or your retreat or your, your event or your coaching program or whatever, which is radically different than if they're vetting out your company. So they all serve three really different purposes. And a lot of times people are taking one site and they're trying to make it do heavy lifting and do so many things that it doesn't do anything. And that's ultimately 
one of the things we've been helping a lot of the, the you know, the, who we typically serve when it comes to our, our high end packages are the category Kings and Queens of their space. The ones that already know their message, they already know their market. They're already number one or number two in their space. And they're looking to create distance from their competition. That's the market we typically serve best. What we also serve within our higher, our higher end packages, the, what I, the, I call the princes and the princesses uh, of the market. Those that are on their way to becoming the category Kings and Queens, but they're not there yet. But they know they're on that track and they're going to be there come hell or high water, regardless of who they work with or who they don't. And they're just going there. We serve that market too at a high level because positioning, uh, branding, your authority in your marketplace makes a difference with conversions, with premium pricing, with all of that stuff. So somebody that understands that at a really high level that has a premium offer, but they just don't know how to get it out there in the world and they're ready, like that's a good, a good market that we really serve well. But that's, you know, that's, it's, it's really like the biggest thing people come to us for, even at the highest level possible, is that who they are in the real world and the value that they create for their clients, their customers now does not match their online presence today. A huge disconnect. That's the number one reason. And, they're, and they're, they, they've probably already invested 20 or 30 grand with somebody else and, and they, they feel burned or they feel like they, didn't, they uh, under-delivered, underserved. And they're looking for to work with the, either the best or with somebody that gets them at a deep, deep way. And that's, that's our sweet spot. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool because that's what I see is happening. And hopefully Joellen and I are a prince and a princess and that, that model at some point <laughs> we're working on it. Anyhow, we'll see. <laughs> so, One day at a time, right? Yeah. I hear you. It's man, there's a lot going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. So people basically can choose, like we talked about, they can come to you and if they have the money, they can pay you to do the site. They still have to yeah. do the homework though, right? Because we still, you still need to, to pull out the content and figure out the story behind the person. No matter who we work with and right. if we roll out the red carpet white glove treatment, which is our VIP work, yeah. everyone has to show up and still collaborate and contribute because like ultimately – any work we do with somebody and their brand, like it's them that we're like, we can only do so much on our own and we have to extract, we have to pull it out. And then we have to like, look, the, the hard part about our work, which is very difficult is this is we dance in two subjective lines. Like if, if, if a website is a coin on the one side of the coin is copy and messaging and positioning completely subjective. Like we could use data to be like, Oh no, this headline's stronger than that one. But like when you're talking about when you're early on in an approval process with a client, there's no way you test data. You don't test, you don't test headlines and, and get data. You're dealing completely in the subjective. The other side of the coin is design, branding, styling, look, feel also subjective. If you don't like that for whatever reason, doesn't matter what we say or what we recommend you're going to like, so we have to flow with the client and what they want and the subjective of it while also leading the way and recommending and driving and, and, and doing all that. And that's the dance that can be difficult. It's, it's a collaboration ultimately, even when we're doing all the work for the client, it's still a deep collaboration. They still have to show up. Right. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of work. It's bir It's like birthing something no, new. I, yeah, I'm sure. It. Yeah. It's hard because you have to, like you said, you have to extract it out of someone and it, and it's, it's not always something that they're strong at doing. They sometimes just can't figure out. They're going to resist it. Yeah. They're going to yeah. fight it. It's yeah. supernatural for that to be the case. Yep. Um, and what we've learned through that is, is it's, yeah, it's like herding cats at times too. Um, we get ghosted uh, like you wouldn't believe 
on, at certain aspects of the, of the process. But what we, what we have done is, is we figured out a process that works and, and that drives, you know, completion of this work. And that is the hardest. I think as a business, the hardest thing about it is having the, the process that we have today. And that's, that process is just hard earned from making lots of mistakes Mm-hmm. and screwing things up under delivering with, with clients at certain points of the process and making good on those eventually, but learning from those, you know, sure. and it's just like, that's, that's ultimately where, where we've arrived. And we're still like, we, we just did an annual meeting where we didn't talk about any new initiatives, creating anything new. We just talked about how do we create that? How do we take what we have, what we call the influx experience, how we deliver on the highest packages that we, that we fulfill on, how we, how we just go deeper on that, how we do a better job. Like that was, that was all we did. And we've already have good processes in place. Like by all means, like if you look at almost any other agency doing this work, I guarantee we would obliterate them with our processes. And we're still like, they're not good enough. They're still just not good enough. So we're constantly trying to move that. Cause I think we, as a, from a business perspective are looking at like, well, how do we just get better? How do we just keep getting better at this work? Yeah. And it just I, doesn't stop, man. It doesn't yeah, stop. no, I'm sure. And I can imagine that the first, um, class that ran through DIY was just you, the benefits that you guys got as a company out of that process yes. has to be huge. 100%. It, 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 uh, that was an unknown that actually, that was a big surprise when we ran the first cohort of, of the DIY program was how much it would expose us mm-hmm. to like, Oh man, we need, we need this. We don't have this in place. We need a checklist here. We need like, it's just like, it made us rethink our whole process. And it did, it, it immediately strengthened what we were doing and exposed us in ways that we were like, whoa, like this is really good. Like these were, these were not the reasons why we created the program, but in hindsight, if we could go back in time, it would be the only reason, like if that were the only reason for creating the program, it would be well, well worth it. So right, right. the gifts that you guys got from that first DIY course yes. that you ran those people through, I'm sure it was, would have been worth having like, I don't know. 12 focus groups over a period of time, right? I mean, it was- Yeah, it was, we, we would pay people to be in it knowing right. what we know now, getting what we've got out of it. Right, so, right. so absolutely, uh, no, no doubt about it. Right. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Influx, it, they're best positioned to work with brands and people as opposed to like you guys, it wouldn't be having somebody come to you that, that own that sells widgets, you know, like that's not your, your so I just yeah. want the listeners to know that, yeah. you know, if you have a manufacturing company, Influx is probably not your company. I mean, and tell me if I'm if wrong. If you sell a commodity, but even commodities can be branded. Like okay. uh, my favorite commodity brand by far is who gives a crap. I think it's who gives a crap.com or who gives a crap.org. Amazing brand, but they've taken toilet paper and they've taken toilet, uh, They've taken tissues and paper towels, just commodities, and they've completely uh, created a unique, uh, unique selling proposition out of thin air, and their branding and their messaging is absolutely brilliant, and they've blown up because they know who they are, mm-hmm. and they serve a very specific market. They're very conscious. They're very impact-driven, and they, they, they found a way to be unique and to differentiate. So I'd say, like, it's – like, look, if you're just a, uh, if you're just repurposing e-commerce and, and turn, turn it and burn in there. Yeah. But like even commodities, you can, you can find a way to, to, to create uh, an impact and a message and have a, a, mi- a mission or a purpose that people align with, that people want to be a part of 
no ma- almost no matter what you do, if you're willing to, you know, to, to look at it that way. Um, uh, what came up on our, on our call earlier, and I, I would just bring this up, is yeah. like, that was born from Evolved Enterprise working with Yannick Silver, which I ran, I ran that business with Dimitri, and then even without him for about a year and a half. And I learned and got exposed to all kinds of impact models that really work and drive, and drive revenue and business at a whole other level. So it's like do good, make more mm-hmm. approach. And I, I can't be doing anything that I feel like doesn't have an, a direct impact in the world. So that, that to me is, is really meaningful. Yeah, that's really cool. So I, I guess the, the result of, of that piece of our conversation is people should at least reach out. And I know from knowing the little that I know you and Dimitri, you will tell them if you guys are the wrong, wrong company for them in regards to their brand and their website, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, you could go to influx.com forward slash apply and you could, you know, you could book a conversation with me or you could literally just email me mike at influx.com and just throw me a line. And I look, if you're not a fit, I'll send you some assets and some resources that would be helpful or relevant. And, you know, and, and I'd love to just hear your story, what you're up to. And, and, you know, I can relate and I appreciate almost any type of entrepreneur out there. And yeah, if there's any way we can support you, even if it's not, if even if we're not fit to work together, you know, it mm-hmm. would be my pleasure for sure. So cool. Well, so now I want to talk really quick cause I'm not going to keep, because I know we, this is a long day for you already. So, uh, I want to know some of the people that, and I know they're going to be able to find it if they go to the portfolio, but people that maybe are just listening to this and won't go and look afterwards. <laughs> who are some of the people that you guys have worked with and done sites for? Yeah, thank you. Um, so early on, our earliest sites, we were working with people like Frank Kern, JJ Virgin, Mike Dillard. We've worked with Mike Keenings. Uh, we've recently launched Dan Locke's newest site, which is absolutely phenomenal. Lewis Howes is another one. Um, we've more recently launched um, another phenomenal entrepreneur out there um, is Michael uh, Mogill. Amazing story. He owns Crisp Video. I think they're like $30, $40 million uh, business. And he grew them out of like thin air over the last few years. Amazing business. Who else? Cameron Harold, uh, Roger Hamilton, uh, Joe Polish, Genius Network, War Room, Ryan Dice, Roland Frazier. Who else? Mark Lack. We've got a pretty we've got a pretty big portfolio, but that's those are probably some of the bigger the bigger name Dean Graziosi, um, and a handful of of others that are you know kind of big fish in small ponds in their own niche in their own space, but really uh, a lot of category kings for internet marketing, direct response, online influencers, yep. that sort of, of of niche. You know, if it's a company brand, a product brand, we're, we're mostly known probably from from our personal brand sites. Though we love company brands and we love doing uh, conversion oriented like product brands too, cool. or I do especially. Right, right. Because you're the so. you're the data guy. You're the, you're <laughs> I like. The, I'm the conversion right. king, man. Convert. I wanna I wanna help I wanna help people convert better online. Um, it's like a mission I'm on mm-hmm. to help them make a bigger impact. If they've got an impact to make in the world, um, they just don't know how to make it happen online. That that's I love working with those types of individuals too. Yeah. So. Well, awesome. 
Yeah. Um, is there anything that I missed that you want to talk about in regards to either yourself or Influx or anything that's coming up that I, I don't know when the next DIY course is coming up, uh, but any of that? You know, I would just, I, you know, I think you did a great job. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your platform here um, and your audience. Um, I would just say that what our plan is into the future is we're going to be, we're going to be creating a lot more content. And we may even be creating a podcast as well. The Verk's kind of out on that yet, but like we're what our attention is to is to just uh, create more value for everyone that is in our sphere. Whether whether you are the prince, the king, or even if you have no intention of being the prince, want to have a way of impacting you know how you show up online in some meaningful way. Uh, we want to create meaningful content for you, and that's also entertaining and engaging. So look out for that. And jump on our list, influx.com. Uh, we always have resources we're giving away or assets uh, that are very helpful typically to the process. Um, and we typically give more than we should away. <laughs> yes, um, I, I can attest so, to that. I yeah, I, I'm actually scaling that back. So if you're hearing this soon, <laughs> uh, jump in there and get more assets. My process is typically a linear one. I like to give one little thing and advance it from there. Mm -hmm. That's typically how I, how I formulate. Um, and it's, uh, it's easier to consume too. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, no, it's awesome, and it, it, you guys are very gracious. Um, Thank you. On a super casual, personal note, what's the deal with the uh, with the keyboard, and uh, is it, what's that? What's the little fire thing you got going over there in the back? Oh man, I'll tell you, it's it's just a cold day today, <laughs> and I was freezing down here in the base. So this is a little space heater. And where are you? Here. I'm in. I'm back where I originally was uh, born and raised in Northwest Indiana. So oh, I moved oh. back after after having after my son and and my failed software company. I recouped and I I came back home with my tail between my legs and kind of hit the reset button. Um, but I had the support of my family in terms of like I didn't have anybody in California with my wife and I and my son. Um, now I've got two boys living in my own house <laughs> and I've, you know, I've, we, yeah. we've been able to kind of reclaim, you know, a family, uh, really deep family roots here um, in a place that I never feel like I, I, I never thought I'd ever move back to. So that's awesome. And what's yeah. the deal with the keyboard? Are you, uh, are you uh, the keyboard? Oh, the keyboard. You, uh, oh yeah. I, so I produce music uh, here and there and uh, music is a pat. I have a lot of passions. Uh, music is one of them. And uh, I have a lot of friends that are deep in music that have taught me how to, how to do some, some basic produ music production. And I like to, to dabble in that on the side. So that's cool. Yeah, I have a little, some drums behind me and a trumpet and a couple other instruments. And I, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I went to school for music. So, and, oh. and, I, and I'm a drummer and that's okay. how I ended up starting my entertainment booking agency because, yeah. you know, I just, I, I had a way with management at these resorts and they were like, Hey, we like what you do. Can you get us another yeah. band? You know, so it just, that was an evolution through that. Man, yeah. you know, and one thing that's interesting about our team is we have like a, we have a strong through line of, of musicians. Almost everybody on our team, wow. um, you know, Dimitri being a spoken word artist, I yeah. produce music. Jonathan produces and is an amazing musician. Kenny. Where's Jonathan play? Or Jonathan produces okay. amazing music. Wow. And he'll play the guitar, the ukulele or yeah, uh, whatever he can get his hands on. That's very cool. He's a good digital, like he can play digital art, like digital music, and mm -hmm. and also you know, some strings. So That's very cool. Well, cool. Well, I just wanted to yeah. find out because I I notice it every time we're on a call, and I <laughs> I was like, I don't want to like ask it while we're trying. I'm, to I'm an amateur on the keys, but okay. I I can 
pro- producing music is different. You know, I can slap, I can, I can slap things together a little bit. I'm a little bit more comfortable in that space, but I, I tinker around with a little bit of everything. So yeah, that's very cool. All right. Yeah, well, thank beautiful. You. Yeah. Well, man, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I know this is a long day for you. We were on a call together for two hours and then yep. we hopped on this and, uh, but I, I appreciate your work and your, your authenticity and your integrity and I'm so glad that I'm part of this DIY program and uh, it's just really been an honor to work with you guys and anybody that's listening that needs to revamp their website and needs to step up their brand because I like we all believe that we are we are a brand right each person has something to offer and you can to get it into your head that you are a brand once you get to that point then you're going to want a website that displays that so they should reach out to influx.com. Uh, I will put all the links for the company, for your email, and uh, everything in the show notes. And uh, once again, Matt, I really appreciate you doing this after after a long day thus far. Thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, uh, anytime. And I, uh, uh, you know, you're you are amazing, dude. Um, keep doing what you're doing. I, I scoped out some of your other episodes, and I think you're doing fantastic work here, man. So um, thank you if you're listening to this. And if, again, if you just want to reach out and ask a question or whatever, I'm, I love, I love, love to support anyone I can. However I can, it's Mike at Influx.com. Throw me a line if you got something. And, uh, and thank you so much, Joe. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm very honored that you are listening to my podcast. And if you really like what you are hearing, please rate it. And if you have the time to write a review, I would be very grateful for that. Thank you so much. Join me again for future episodes.